Welcome to the Fulfillment Project Podcast, where we, the seekers, unite together to step into our higher selves and highest purpose. I'm your host, Simply Sarah, and I'm glad that we have found each other here today. My aim for this show is to give you some tools and strategies along with the awareness of emotional intelligence and intuition as you create a life and business from alignment, creating more joy and fulfillment every single day. Hello, Seeker. Welcome to today's episode here on the podcast. I want to chat about the four keys to successful growth and alignment. And these are four things that I have recognized over my own journey, over my very sacred soul sisters, um, and the clients that I've helped through their own growth and alignment journey. And time and time again, I have seen these four things that we're going to talk about here today be imperative for, and I say successful growth and alignment, because for many years, for about a decade, I was doing the personal development work, uh, reading the spiritual books, and from a conscious perspective, understanding the concepts of growth, understanding what alignment was but didn't know what the embodiment of that felt like. And when I say successful, I mean the embodiment of growth. And so I'm going to dive right in here and I'm going to start with our first key, which is radical responsibility. It was at the end of 2019 where I decided that I needed to take some radical responsibility for my life. It was a time where I was waking up and recognizing a lot of areas in my life that just weren't working. They hadn't been working for a while, but it wasn't something that I really wanted to admit. And I had this moment where I was like, I created this. Like, I created this. No one else created this for me. I was the one that was saying yes to things that I probably should have been saying no to. I was the one doing things because I had always just done them that way and just kept doing them. I was the one still taking on tasks of things that only because I was good at it, not necessarily because I wanted to. And there was so much that I was doing in my life because it was just known for me. And there's a lot of times we get stuck in these patterns of continually doing things because they're comfortable because they're known because they're predictable and when we decide to take radical responsibility we have to be willing to look at our life and we have to be willing to say i created this but the best part about this is once you take radical responsibility and realize i created this that's when you truly step into the driver's seat of that ownership of that personal responsibility for everything. And since you created it, you can change it, which can give you so much empowerment for the change that is needed, whatever area that is in your life. I believe we all have areas that, whether we're consciously or unconsciously aware of, that could use improvement. And when I say improvement, I mean, you know, are there areas where you could be more present, where you could be more loving? where you could be more confident, where you could be more of your authentic self showing up. 
I believe there are always these areas that we can continually keep diving into and, and seeking more out of these areas. Number two is compassionate self-awareness and acceptance. And I say compassionate self-awareness here because I know for myself, when I started to have this radical responsibility for my life and the changes that needed to happen, there were areas that I saw of how I was creating that I didn't like that version of myself. I started to wake up and recognize the parts of myself that I had been denying or that I thought weren't acceptable to show or that I thought weren't lovable enough. I'll share a story here. So at the end of 2019 is when I had my radical responsibility moment, but it was actually at the beginning of 2019 where I can say that I woke up and I had a moment and, and I'm going to say like, this is a rare moment um, in a spiritual awakening journey. It doesn't always happen as a profound moment, but in my case, it actually did. And it, it was January 17th. I can tell you this date because of just how profound this was. It was January 17th, 2019. I was woken up out of my sleep. And I'm not someone who wakes up through the night. I love my sleep. I'm in bed by 9.15, 9.30. And I usually sleep through the night without being woken up. But I was woken up in the middle of the night here. And immediately through my mind and through my thoughts, I kept hearing, are you ready for it? And it was the Taylor Swift song, are you ready for it? That kept repeating in my mind. And it, and I, I, and I know that it wasn't my actual thought process. I, I can look back now and know that this was my intuition or it was the universe talking through me of just saying, are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? And I felt this calling to get up out of bed and go listen to this song. And again, this is like two, three o'clock in the morning. It is not like me to get up and out of bed and do anything, let alone pee if I have to. I'm usually like, I can hold it till the morning. I'm not going to move. But since I felt this calling, I decided to get up. I got up quietly. I grabbed my laptop. I sat at the kitchen island and I opened YouTube and I started playing Taylor Swift's song, Are You Ready For It? And right at the moment where she first says in the song, Are You Ready For It? is at one minute and 11 seconds. And if you're someone who sees synchronicities in your life or you hear words or songs or the universe or your intuition speaks to you through these modalities, you'll understand the significance of me seeing one, one, one. Ones are a big thing for me, whether it's three ones or whether it's four ones, it always shows me that it's something that I need to pay attention to, or it is a confirmation that I'm on the right path. And I always trust in these numbers. And so she says this line, are you ready for it? I look down, I see it's at one minute and 11 seconds. And then I get this flash. I get this flash of seeing all my insecurities. I see the masks that I have been putting on to show up in the world. I see the imperfections of myself. I see the language patterns within my relationship that are maybe not so kind or loving or compassionate. I see just what I what what I'll say is my shadow. 
It's something I teach inside my program called the Aligned Sisterhood. Your shadow is the part of your psyche that you deny. It's the part of yourself that you don't want to look at. It's the part of yourself that you have hidden away because somewhere along the way, you have come to believe that it is not lovable, accepted, or worthy to be out and into this world. And we all have this side of ourselves. There's always, uh, you know, especially through conditioning growing up, we're told that certain things are wrong or it's bad or it's not acceptable. And we create shame around these aspects of ourselves. And why I say the second step here is compassionate self-awareness, because when we dive into this growth work, we have to be willing to look at the shadow, whether it's something we consciously do through work that is provided in a, in a program or with a coach or a guide, or whether it's a moment that happens like what I had had, um, which was like all this self-awareness. And when this happened on January 17th, I actually wasn't able to go back to bed. I think I fell asleep like on the couch, just like laying there with like these visions coming through and I was crying and I went into a really dark hole after that. I was in we can, uh, a depression or apathy or despair for about a week after I had no energy. My head felt foggy and I felt paralyzed. And I didn't this is right at the beginning of me leaning into a bunch of tools that I'll talk about in just a moment. But when we have this self-awareness, we have to practice compassion and we have to practice acceptance, which is not something that I knew at this time. And because I didn't have tools and I didn't really know how to be compassionate or accepting of all of this that I was seeing and I was just confused, I started to cope. And I coped by headfirst diving myself into work. And this is where addictions come into play within our life. And whether that is an addiction to social media, whether that's a, an addiction to drugs, alcohol, shopping, gambling, Netflix, work, all, all exercise can be an addiction, food addictions, all of these coping mechanisms come into play in our life when there's something that we don't want to have a look at. When there's something that we don't want to face, when there's something that we're denying about ourselves, but it's peaked right there at the top of our awareness and we want to shut it out. And at the end of 2019 is when I had my burnout moment. It's when I had my radical responsibility moment because I had thrown myself into work. I was chasing money over anything else. And I was trying to numb out the things that I was seeing. I, I can see that now. Hindsight is always such a beautiful thing, isn't it? And so my key number three is effective tools. And this is a really good follow-up for after we're having a lot of self-awareness because self-awareness without the tools to be able to shift causes pain. It will cause us to go into addictive patterns or it will cause us to go into denial or it will cause us to go into depression because of what we're seeing. And this is why tools are so effective to help us through our growth. We cannot have growth without tools because tools are that bridge between where we are and where we want to be. Tools are that shift from where we are to where we want to be. Tools are the things that we can rely on when we start to see patterns or uh, patterns of thought or patterns of behavior or patterns of emotions that creep in that are not for our highest good. 
or they're not the patterns that we want to be playing out in our life. And so the three main tools that I have leaned on over the past few years have been number one, nervous system regulation. So whenever we want to shift something in our life, very perfect example. Last year at this time when I was shifting my business, I relied on nervous system regulation so much. Whenever we step out to do something that we've never done, even if we have had confidence in that area from uh, previous situations, as an example, I have grown two other successful businesses. Why would I need nervous system regulation for stepping into this new business? Why would I feel fearful? Why would I feel insecure? It's because it's new. It's because it's unknown. Even though there has been past success in other areas, I didn't know, well, will this be successful with this next shift? Do I trust myself enough to make this shift? Is this the right decision for my family or am I making a mistake? Is this the right decision financially or am I making a mistake? Every time we step into the unknown, the ego, another part of our psyche, will step in to try to keep us in a familiar area. Our ego is our protective part of our psyche. Our ego is the part of ourself that wants to keep us safe. It doesn't want to have unpredictability. When the ego can't predict what's going to happen, this is when fear comes in. This is when anxiety can come into our body. And if you've ever felt anxiety within your body, it can be paralyzing or it can put you into overdrive, just frantically taking action so you don't have to sit still, so you don't have to feel. And so whatever it is that you're shifting in your life, whether it's putting yourself back out into the dating market after being burned or several seemingly failed relationships, and you're like, I don't know, maybe I don't trust myself to choose another partner again, or maybe I don't trust myself to start this business, or maybe I don't trust myself to focus on my health in this area. I've tried so many times before and it's never been successful. Whatever it is that we're doing that feels new or feels unsure, nervous system regulation can help bridge that gap for you. Because when our nervous system is activated in this fearful state, because of how our thoughts trigger that nervous system, we can have tools to bring down our nervous system. When our bodies go into that fight or flight or that fear phase, it will cause anxiety in the body. It can cause our heart rate to go up. It can cause us to get shaky. It can cause us to get uh, like a nervous feeling within our stomach. It can cause our brains to start racing and we can't concentrate. And there are tools to be able to help us bring down that nervous system, to train your nervous system to be safe. The second tool I want to talk about here is subconscious reprogramming and mindset shifts. So essentially, as children, we are programmed from our parents and from what we see in the world, from our authorities as to um, what does this world mean? What is my place in this world? What is acceptable in this world? How do I speak in this world? Uh, what decisions do I make that will make me be lovable or acceptable or are right? And we're taught as children and programmed as to what will be acceptable, lovable, and right in the world. Now, 
We also look at our parents for modeling as well. And so if you look at your parents and the way they've created their life or the way they create their life or the way they, they respond to situations, that is ingrained in you. And as children, we have this open filter. We're like sponges. If you have children, especially young children, and they start regurgitating what you say or start acting the way you, the way you act and you're like, oh my God, like they pick up fast. It's because they're sponges and literally their mind is open from the age to about, uh, this is, this number varies depending on uh, what source you're looking at, but we'll say around the age of seven, up until around the age of seven, kids are sponges and they are taking in absolutely everything. And this means the mind is taking in everything. And so the mind has the ability to accept or reject something. So if I was to say to you, um, you know, your purple hair is really ugly and you don't have purple hair, um, you could easily just like reject that. Cause you're like, what are you talking about? Sarah? like, I don't have purple hair. But if I said like, oh my God, like your hair is really ugly. You might accept that. Well, as a child, they don't have the ability to reject anything that comes at them. So they are literally accepting absolutely everything. And so as much as our caregivers or our parents were doing the best that they could, there have been things that have been said to you that you accepted without having the mental maturity to reject it. And so if we were put down by our parents or in school or bullied or a comment was said to us or we saw um, uh, a type of behavior we would accept it as acceptable. Okay, I accept this, I accept this, I accept this. And by accepting all of this, all of these actions we see or these words we hear or the way that the world is played out, we create a blueprint for here's how I am to show up in the world. And essentially this is your programming. And we will live out our lives based on this programming which is why it can feel like you take different actions all the time or you hire a different coach or you try a different program, but you end up in the same stuck cycle. If you've ever had that or you, or you think that something's going to be different and you end up getting the same result again and again and again, it can most likely come down to your programming of your mind. And so when we can learn to reprogram ourselves to have different beliefs to have different thought patterns and to have different views of ourselves and the world around us, then and only then can we have a different result in our life. So from a personal example, I watched my parents struggle to secure um, income in my family, which uh, my dad was laid off for most of the 90s and we were just living on my mom's income. And there were many conversations in the household of, you know, what was essential and what was not. And I, as a child, just saw lack, like I couldn't have that, or I couldn't ask for this, or, you know, this wasn't a necessity in the household. And so I, I had this belief that, you know, if I didn't have money, I would go without. And I saw as a, from an adult with stepping in and really doing this growth and alignment work, how much of my program programming around money was, I just need to make more. I need to make more. I need to make more. I need to make more. And while 
there's nothing wrong with making more money. And I definitely want to and still do live in as much abundance as I possibly can or what I see as ideal for my lifestyle and what Joe and I are creating. Back in 2019, I ran myself into the ground because of this programming. I was like, we saw the potential to hit half a million dollars. And I was like, if I hit that, then all my problems are solved. Like I literally was thinking that to myself. I was like, just need to hit this. I need to hit this. I need to hit this. And they did. I did, but I was burnt out. I was running on anxiety. My health wasn't all that great. I I was crying myself to sleep. And I got, and it's interesting, like we can get the goal, but if we're not looking at are we creating this goal in alignment? What are all the other values in my life that were being ignored? Because I didn't know what my other values were. Because just my mind was saying, you just need to secure income and you'll be safe. You'll just need to secure income and you'll be safe. And so learning how to reprogram our subconscious for the lifestyle that we want, for the nervous system that we want to live in, for the thought patterns that will create for our highest ideal, this is what we need to look at. The third tool is emotional intelligence, learning how to regulate ourselves emotionally, learning to look at the triggers in our life, learning to look at how we interact with people emotionally, learning how we respond to people emotionally, learning how to respond and not react to things, learning how to change your emotionality at any point, as opposed to being dictated by the outside world as to how we feel. We create it through emotional intelligence. We create our emotional environment. It's not dictated to us based on what happens to us. And the tools that I really use through all of this nervous system regulation, subconscious reprogramming, and emotional intelligence is meditation, breathwork, NLP, and hypnosis. The fourth key to successful growth and alignment, and what I've seen time and time again, is community. Community, my friend. If you are someone who enjoys listening to podcasts, it's because you enjoy another voice coming at you for reassurance, for advice, to not make you feel alone while you're on your journey. And it's because we, as humans, naturally crave community. We crave to not feel alone in what we're going through. And so we'll gravitate to people on social media or uh, podcasts or friend groups that make us feel safe and make us feel heard and make us feel like we're not alone. And I have seen community through my growth and alignment journey as the, the lifeblood of my growth. It wasn't until I became vulnerable with Joe in my struggles that I was having at the end of 2019 that I finally felt like I created a container for myself to be heard. It wasn't until I started really cultivating a solid group of friends who were on a similar journey to as me where I could have conversations about what I was going through and not feel judged, where they could hold a container for me to just speak and not necessarily come at me with how they think I should be fixed or what their opinion is. And so a really supportive community will hold you as you are. They will accept you as you are. And a community is not there to fix you, but they are there to act as that container for you to be able to evolve yourself and through expressing yourself and, and having the tools to be able to do that. 
If community is something that you are looking for, um, I released a podcast on the last the last podcast that I released uh, talking about the Aligned Sisterhood, which is a program that I started back in July of 2022, and I am now public with the program, and I'm so excited. Enrollment is open right now. Um, this is a 24-week alignment, growth, and manifestation pod that really beautifully blends community. It has courses. It has science and spirituality. And it's all designed so that we can find our purpose. We can lean into our joy and we can manifest abundance and truly step into that life that we envision or that we have that deep knowing of that that we want to live. And enrollment is open right now. And we go through all four of these keys, plus so much more. I introduce you to and guide you through these tools that I was talking about. And really, it's a space for you to be held in your growth with the guidance tools and support for you to be able to have your growth and alignment journey. And I'm telling you this, enrollment is actually closing today at the day that this podcast released. And so if you're listening to this on the day of um, enrollment is closing today, I understand people listen to podcasts at so many different points in time. And so you can always check out the Aligned Sisterhood and see if it is open for enrollment, or I will have a wait list there and you can input your name and information. And I'll be able to let you know when that opens back up. Um, simplysarah.com forward slash sisterhood or link in the show notes is where you can learn all about the sisterhood and what you get and what it's about and the five phases of transformation, pricing, how to sign up and, and so forth. But I urge you that if you are looking to lean into growth and lean into change in your life, and even if you don't know what that looks like, but there is a calling within you for more, for more presence, for more love, for more confidence, for more abundance. This is what the sisterhood can support you in. Okay, my friend, I will see you on the next episode. I'm going to quickly recap what these four keys are in case you are writing them down. Number one was radical responsibility. Number two was compassionate self-awareness and acceptance. Number three was effective tools for nervous system regulation, subconscious reprogramming and mindset shifts and emotional intelligence. And number four was community, which is the lifeblood of your growth. I love you, my friend. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysarah.com, is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life.